Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. Football is back and so is Cash the Ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni every week this fall. That's picks, parlays, and that's sweet, sweet value. Cactus included on all the NFL and college football matchups. Full breakdowns on the biggest games, but if you have a life, you don't have 45 minutes to spare, we've got you. We're the most on-demand podcast. We're catered to you and the teams you love. That's Cash the Ticket. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. That's Logan Paulson. I'm Craig Hoffman, and London Fletcher is our guest. All right, Logan, the the time that I know you've been looking forward to the entire podcast as much as the last 50 minutes have been enjoyable, uh, certainly many fans, listeners uh, looking forward to story time with Fletch. Logan, are there any particular stories you wanted to ask the Soon to be Hall of Fame linebacker. <laughs> well, I think that, I feel like I worded that better that time. I think I think if, the thing about Fletch that is so cool is like when you get a player who plays longer than like ten years, they they're like a time capsule of like different eras of the NFL. So like when Fletch came in, like the NFL was one thing, and when he left, it was something completely different. And so like for me as a young player to be introduced to kind of like he already talked about some of the stuff that like I think makes him really special, and like that physical mindset, like playing through injury. Like he imparted that to me, you know, and like in terms of people that impacted my career, my philosophy towards football, like I always say, like, like Lorenzo, Kedrick, but like London Fletcher, and I don't know if he knows that because like he, you know, he just was a guy in the locker room just being a leader. But like, I think that that type of stuff, those like little stories about, oh, you know, like I had this injury and it kind of motivates you to kind of say, I want to be a little bit like that guy who's like a really special football player. But I do have a funny story. The first time I ever saw Fletch practice, and so Fletch, I think I was 2010, right? And I was, you know, I was 24, and you're probably what, like, 100 years old? How old are you then? Uh, he was 35, according yeah. to Pro Football Reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah 35. Yeah, 30, so 35 yeah. years old, and everyone, you know, like you fall off a cliff at 30 or whatever, you know, like the the genetic thing is. And I remember watching him practice, <clears throat> and he was practicing literally every play like it was a full speed game. Like it was like he was, I remember he ran to the sideline and he like pushed the back out of bounds. He did like a full somersault and like jumped to his feet and then like sprinted back to the huddle. And I remember thinking to myself like that dude is a freaking animal. He's, he's like 35 years old. And like, again, like it just one of those moments, like it was probably nothing to Fletch, but for me, I was like, like that is like, that is the intensity with which I need to approach practice. Like, and he just did that every day every day you did that i remember you also almost gave me a concussion a couple times like just being you you know what i'm saying like it just and like that was the standard he was like he was he's made out of pig iron he was indestructible he practiced as hard as he could every day and he also lied to me about playing having three days when he first got in the league too yeah that's the thing like now i'm like i'm second guessing all my stories because i'm like well maybe they're not true because he was just saying that to get to get me to do something I, 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 <laughs> logan you gotta I did not lie to you. 
I did not lie to you. You got to you got to tell what what you said. I lied to you. You got to share that. So I remember I was di- it was in training camp. I was dying. You know, it was two days, whatever. And these were, these were easy two days because like the afternoon was a was a walkthrough. And so Fletch came up to me and like there's a whole bunch of rookies. He's like, you know what, guys? Like we used to do three days. And I just looked at him like, what? And he goes, yeah, three days, full pads, tackle to the ground. And I was like. Well, I guess, like, if they were doing three days, like, I can at least do this bullshit, like, one in a walkthrough. And then we were on the show the other day, and I brought that up to Julie on air. It was live. And Fletch goes, oh, we never had three days. I made that whole thing up. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm kind of like, well, what's real? Or was Fletch just saying stuff to get me motivated through camp? I don't know. There there was an element of truth to the story, <laughs> and there was an element of, let's call it embellishment to the story. <laughs> the fact was, we we did some days have three-a-day practices. However, I didn't share with Logan that the, the third practice, or the second practice was a special teams practice, and it was kind of like you weren't in pads. You, you were in you know, shorts and whatever, and it was like maybe, let's call it an hour practice. And nothing major. And that, that would probably happen every third day or something like that. So there was <laughs> there was a three-day practice that took place. We weren't in full pads on, on all three of those practices. However, we we did. Now, those two-day practices in itself were just brutal. Yeah. But, yeah, you, you, you guys were soft and a little complaining <laughs> about being tired with uh, one, one full pad of practice. That was probably only an hour and forty five minutes with Coach Shanahan and a yeah, you know, walkthrough. Like, dude, I, I don't feel sorry for you. Like, you. This is easy right now. You suck it up and let's let's play football. Well, dude, I think that's the thing. Like, I look at like training camp now. Like, so when I left, it was two thousand nineteen. Was my last year, my last training camp. And I'd be at the lunch hall, and guys would be like, "Oh man, I'm so tired." And I, I just remember, I always thought about you. You don't it, again, like the the smallest things. But London Fletcher, three days, just being like, you just got to do it. Go out and get it done. And I just remember thinking, Fletch would die. These guys have like, it's like an hour hour and 25 minute practice and a walkthrough. And they're dying in training camp. And it's just so funny how that changed so drastically, I think. It, it is. I, I'll tell you, you know, what I remember about Logan is, as, as like he does now, and what makes it, what's made him, you know, be able to play for as long as he played and why he's, why he's uh, good at you know, doing a podcast and, and being on television. He always wanted to know and ask questions like, you know, Fletch, how so he was he was the scout team tight oh, end. Yeah. And during those times I had to cover we played so much man to man. Hell, I from me my standpoint, I covered more more man to man than I feel like the cornerbacks did. <laughs> and he was just all he could never really beat me. And he would always be like, dang man. How you know? How are you able to to cover this and, and this route and this route and um uh you know guys you guys ran like what you call a basic route yeah. and and some of the other routes that you you guys ran and and you just like man I, I like you could tell every day he would go home trying to figure I, out how always. he could beat me <laughs> always and it would would. It was time for me to leave when Logan finally started beating me. I was like, it's time to retire. <laughs> My last year, Logan started to finally beat me. I was like, all right, man, it's time. That's it. Time to call it. <laughs> Logan, it's your fault. He was going to no, play forever. No. You retired London no, Fletcher. It's, but, like, I remember, like, because I'd go and, like, you know, 
I'd, I'd do the, I'd watch Jason Witten tape and I'd be like, oh, well, what if I do this? And like, I just remember, and this is also just different. Like, I remember it would be like a full, like, like, you know, holding all this kind of stuff and just straight push off and all that kind of thing. And Fletch always kind of knew like five yards wasn't out. Eight yards was this. 14 yards was this. And he always was able to guess it right. And I just was like, son of a gun. And then, you know, he's right. One day I started beating him. But also, like, Fletch, you forgot to tell him that you, like, you were only practicing, like, one period a day because your ankle was so f***ed up. So Fletcher on one leg. Fletcher on one leg was. Let me also tell you another uh, element you need to. Don't mess up this, a good story with the truth. Like, with adding an element of truth. Like, you let the good story ride. You know? I should have, man. I yeah, like, I retired oh, Fletcher. No, Fletcher had a like Fletcher's ankle was like your your ankle was like messed up. I remember that was another oh, crazy yeah, that was, was another crazy story about that season. I remember Fletch <laughs> like he'd come to the walkthroughs, right? And then he wouldn't come to practice. He'd just get treatment alone. He didn't practice you didn't practice at all. Like that like the second half of two thousand thirteen. And then you would just I would come, practice like one day a one week. Day a week. And, and that was and it was really go ahead finish no no finish yeah and it was like and then i just remember like you knew everything like there was no practice required like you were so dialed in mentally that like and again that just things that influence you like you didn't always need to be banging your head against the sled or banging your head nine on seven like the film study was almost just as important and like that year showed me just how important it was you know just being dialed in being on all your stuff you know so yeah now it, it was uh and it wasn't my choice not to practice. I mean, you mentioned the ankle. My ankle was jacked up, and I would, I would literally have to take painkilling injections for every game, probably the second half of the season, just to be able to play. And you know, you get through, you get through the game, and then you put. I'm paying for it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And the reason why I practiced that one day a week, it wasn't necessarily for me, Logan. It was more about for. I felt like the team and also the defense, like they needed to hear my voice. They needed yeah. to have me out there barking out the commands and just my mindset of how we need to practice and why we need to practice a certain way. And here's, here's my, my biggest regret that I've had that I had during my career that 2012 season after we, you know, we went off, we went run off what six games or whatever seven, to, yeah. to make the playoffs. Yes, and it was seven games um, to to make the playoffs, and just the, the the height, the sense of urgency that we had. We beat we beat the Cowboys that that final game regular season game to make the playoffs, and again I was only practicing one day a week. Maybe I think towards the yeah I'm still only practicing one day a week, and I can remember when we. We're getting ready to play Seattle in the playoffs. That that Wednesday practice was one of the worst practices I can I can remember, and the reason it was one of the worst practices. I mean, the receivers were dropping balls all yeah. over the place. Defense looked a mess. And normally, if I had been practicing, I would have mf'd everybody. Would have hey, let's start this thing over. And I'm and I'm sitting there and I'm watching the practice and I'm like. You know what? No, maybe just you know, it'll be okay. And the next day, Thursday, I practice. Typically, I wouldn't practice on Friday. I say, you know what? I need to be out here because this practice is awful. I'm gonna practice the next day. You know, that's how we need to practice better. And you know, practice. I end up practicing Thursday and Friday. But I felt like 
I should have said something that Wednesday, Wednesday because when we, yeah, when we played that that Sunday game, if you think about it, there were several drops that happened in that ball game. Defense didn't, you know, we had some some busting and and coverages or things that that happened throughout the course of the game that I felt like happened that that Wednesday in practice, and I should have addressed it. And that was that was like, man, that you know, me as a leader, I should have I should have stepped up and said so. And, you know, got and said something because I knew what a, a championship practice looks like, and then that that Wednesday practice did not look like a championship type of practice. Well, that's something about you that I like. Again, in addition to the the toughness and like the leadership, like you led in a way that I had never in my ten years since never saw. And what I mean by that is like you were the dude. Like I remember being. It was in training camp. Like, and no one wants to practice anymore in training camp. And you didn't like the nine on seven period. And you basically told Coach, hey, like, start – you told Mike Shanahan, like, start the period over. And I remember thinking, like, oh, like, that's just how it's going to be. And, like – and that was something I always respected about you. Like, if it wasn't to your standard, like, you always – you were very, very good at, like, stepping in and saying the right things and getting guys going. And, you know, like, I do – I remember in 2013 – you probably don't remember this. I remember Mike was kind of giving us, like, a really cushy training camp because he thought we were going to be ready to go and like, you know, another playoff team. And he was doing what he thought was best. And I remember you came up after practice one day and said like, this is like nonsense. You didn't say that exactly, but you said like, this is nonsense. Like we need to be playing and practicing in a more physical way. And I just remember thinking like, that's a guy who has like a vision for what like success and greatness looks like. And it, you know, again, I, 10 years, never saw anybody else do that. Not one other person. So, you know, it's something I always respect. Yeah. I appreciate it. And you know, we when you're when you're around it and you see and you know what it should look like. I think at your job as a as a leader, whether you're a captain or not, is to hold yourself accountable and hold others accountable. Mm-hmm. And when you when it's not up to the standard that you know it takes to win, you have to say something. And you did, and uh, I think things went pretty well for you. Uh, <laughs> tons of success over over the career, sixteen years. In the NFL, a Super Bowl championship in your second year with St. Louis, uh, Pro Bowls, All Pros, and again, soon, hopefully, the Hall of Fame. Uh, London, this was phenomenal, man. We definitely would love to have you back at some point during the season, if not multiple times during the season. Thanks so much for doing this, and uh, we will try to uphold your standard here on Take a Man. <laughs> hey, make Logan get Twitter, man. That's, that's his next <laughs> Flesh said you had to. Yeah, it wasn't you, me. Uh, Flesh said you, you had to. You need to promote the promote your podcast, <laughs> man. <laughs> I guess Logan will see you on Twitter. Yeah, I'll be, see you on yeah. the radio. That's it for Take Command. See ya.